it is another beautiful tuesday evening right here in the capital city of accra if you're listening to us anywhere else well you we are available across so many different platforms but then what matters tonight is the fact that we're going to have a technology conversation and it is right here on 97.3 city fm this is city trends My name is Philippa Sean and City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank. First National Bank is asking you a very simple question right now. They're asking, why let your business settle for less when you can get a whole lot more with First National Bank? Go beyond banking with a digital partner that understands your business. Let your business bank the better way with a business account from First National Bank. The First National Bank business account is more than just, you know, just an account because it does much more than that. It's a portal that gives you access to tools designed to propel your business. This includes features like the award-winning online banking enterprise, straightforward global payment solution and trade solutions and merchant services. You can also choose an account that suits your particular sector no matter what segment you're in from agric to public sector and everything else in between they have you covered you can visit firstnationalbank.com.gh or simply opt for one of their consultants um to you know give you a call and you know just walk you through the process and everything that you need alternatively you can pop into any of their branches in the Accra mall junction mall makola mall west hills mall achimata mall tema community 11 jian towers or you can head on to their head office branch at the Accra Financial Center building and you will be sorted. It's more than just business to you. I'm guessing that's what your business is. That is why First National Bank is here to help. Now, First National Bank is a subsidiary of the First Round Group of South Africa. First National Bank, how can we help you? On the show today, we have a conversation having to do with freelancing in a gig economy. What is a gig economy? And um, how does it really help people who are trying to be freelancers or trying to offer their services in one way or the other? We'll be trying to understand all the dynamics involved on the show today with... Um, yeah, you find out who my guest is in a bit. Um, also, we have the trending segment, we have the app segment, and then we have um, the Your Tech segment as well. Last week, we had a very, very interesting input from one of you who does the listening um, on our WhatsApp number 0549986996 about the ECG app. Interestingly, the ECG app was launched today. Um, some of you actually got back to us with some feedback because um, you've been using the beta version of the app. So we'll be getting through a bit of that in the app segment. And then, of course, uh, we'll be bringing you up to date with everything that happened over the course of last week with regards to technology sector. It's a packed show. Very, very interesting. You can get in touch with us. Like I said, WhatsApp number 0549986996. Alternatively, get in touch with us on Twitter using the hashtag City trends and be a part of the conversation share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the whatsapp number 054-998-6996 tweet at us using hashtag city trends Thank you. 
Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. you're like me and someone has popped up in an email or on a Facebook message or you guys are having a conversation in a group on Twitter and someone mentioned something about a gig economy and you were very confused and had no idea what exactly that was about. Well, that is the reason why we're going to have this conversation because quite a number of people really don't even understand what the gig economy is. A lot of people end up using it wrongly and all of that. But then the main issue also has to do with you know, this whole concept of working remotely and freelancers and how easy it is for people to offer their services, you know, along that that chain. And so we're going to have a conversation about that. So you at home, you wherever you are, can get a sense of what exactly is going on currently within the world of work and how you can plug yourself into it. There's so many advantages. There are kind of a few disadvantages, but at least you are going to walk away from this conversation, understanding what exactly is out there and how you can plug into it. My guest for today um, is is someone who um, comes highly recommended. He's the creative director at Team Alfie. But one of the things that he does as well is that he's a freelance work evangelist. We'll be asking him exactly what that means in just a bit. He is also the founder of FreelanceBootCamp.org. We'll be getting into all of that before the close of the show. Alfred, welcome to the show. Hey, Phil. Thank you. It's How are you? Really, really good. Really, really good. We are glad about show. that. So, I mean, what is this um, um, freelance work evangelist business all about? What do, you, what do you do? Do you have a Bible? Do you have like a handbook that we are supposed to buy? Like, what is that? You know, Phil, before I go into the evangelism of freelancing... <laughs> Let me congratulate you on your own little gig economy you've got going on there. You know, congratulations. For, Thanks, man. Thank you. you. Know, that Thank little you. Gig. Well done. Thank you. Um, so, yes, I call myself a freelance evangelist. Mm. And I'm not the type of person who goes around carrying a, a Bible. Mm. But I certainly <laughs> want to preach the message of freelancing mm. because there is a huge opportunity that, as a nation, as a people, we are missing. You know, um, there, there's an opportunity for us to, to earn money beyond our borders you know we're complaining about foreign exchange leaving the country freelancing and the, the the brand of freelancing that i subscribe to potentially could allow our country to bring in revenue from outside the country and that's the message i preach that's, that's what i talk about that's a very interesting concept well i mean i guess then let's just start off from there like what exactly is this brand of freelancing you're talking about and how how does it work so let's 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 go to the question of um first of all let me explain what the whole gig right is. let's let's start let's start yeah from let's there. start from let's the start from there. let's not go through through the whole you know higher let's level start stuff. from the base and then build so, on top of that so um the gig economy is nothing new okay, okay. to be honest um Gigging has been has been happening in one form or, or the other in Ghana for many many years um I remember when I was a child. Uh, well, I wasn't a child, I was a young man, let me put it that way. <laughs> I'm still young. But when I was much, much younger, <laughs> I used to go to a farm with my father. And I remember that um, the, the the farmers around the local area would always come to my dad's farm to come and do a little job here, a little job there, yeah. you know, just to supplement their income. Mm. So my, my father was seen as the... The, 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 the producer of gigs right so I come and weed my father's farm mm. you know mm. earn a bit of money and then take the money back to right. your own farm and then there's also the aspect of consultants um you know um in one form or the other accountants and stuff like that who used to do little you know little consultancy work you know here and there it was all gigs mm. i think the main thing that's happened now between what we're doing then and what's happening now is that now it's underpinned by technology, right? right? And the technology has allowed us to, has, has made it easier for one, for people to 
find work or find these gigs, mm. right? It's made it easier for employers to find talent, mm. you know, find people with the skills, the right skills to do specific tasks. Mm. And it's made it easier for consumers to also evaluate um, services, evaluate people who do certain services, give feedback. Mm. And um, it, it's basically given, generally given consumers a better um, experience. You know, so that's essentially what the gig economy now is. is. Mm. Same thing we've been doing, but underpinned by technology, like algorithms, AI. You know, it seems to be a very popular option for a lot of tech companies today. I'm not sure about mainstream corporates, but a lot of tech companies seem to be riding along that conversation. I don't know if you get that sense as well. Oh, yeah, I do. Absolutely. I mean, tech companies are driven by, let me not use the word greed, but profit. Right. Okay. And the gig economy, it all boils down to simple economics and risk. Hmm. Right. If they can push the risk of doing business to the individuals who do their business, for example, Uber. Hmm. Right. The driver is doing all the driving. Um, by the end of the day, when things go wrong, the feedback goes to the driver. And think about this imagine only only a company where when someone who works for you does something wrong and feedback is put on the platform it actually makes your business better think mm -hmm. about it because the feedback that you give to an uber driver improves the uber service right. whereas right. the traditional business it will shut your business <laughs> it will shut down, your business down. Yeah. so that's what the gig economy does so the risk has been pushed to individuals mm. companies no longer have to pay um insurance uh social security time off maternity leave maternity mm. leave and all that all of that has been pushed to you know the the, 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 the people in the gig you know economy so mm. that saves them money and money is what it's all about so that's that's, that's what that's what's driving the the conversation among tech firms at the moment wow that's very interesting. Well, listeners, you're still tuned in to 97.3 City FM. This is City Trends, and we're having a conversation with Alfred Aparisa for about freelancing in a gig economy. And um, he basically is setting the base of what, an, what a gig economy is and why tech firms seem to be so much in favor of, you know, basically working within that sort of frame of or mindset. Now, Alfie, so it is one thing understanding this, it's a completely different thing making it work. And I'm not sure from your observation within this space in Ghana, how prevalent is this economy, this gig economy? I'll say on a on a scale of zero to ten, zero being um, caveman and ten being <laughs> space astronaut, you know, level. I'd say we're somewhere at about four. Right. Um, compared to um, countries like the United Kingdom and, and, and the US, mm. we are well behind the curve when it comes to um, um, the gig economy, but we're catching up. Mm. The problem is the challenge, answer the problem, the challenge is the infrastructure is not there. Mm. And the type of education that we give our graduates and mm. people who leave uh, institutions of higher learning does not actually equip them for the the, the, the employment market mm. now remember the gig economy it's not based on your performance is not based on your certificates mm. or your, uh, uh, your process okay it's purely based on results okay so if you can't deliver what you say you are going to deliver for example you're working as a developer mm. and you're building a website and you cannot deliver the website's a standard the customer wants. The customer leaves you poor feedback and you don't get any more jobs. Mm. Game over. Mm. Do you understand? So it doesn't matter how highly qualified you are, you know, how many doctorates you've got under your belt. Mm. The gig economy forces you to produce value. Right. Okay? If you can't produce value, you fail and you die. Mm. And this is where the, the, there's a disconnect between the type of people that are institutions are birthing or bringing out and the type of people that are needed to work in this type of industry mm. so there's a huge disconnect there and once we can kind of bridge that disconnect bring out people who are entrepreneurs or how, how should I even put it people who are resilient you know you need a certain level of resilience to work as a freelancer mm. um, you need to be able to take control of your own destiny 
we don't want the type of freelancers are not the type of people who work in the typical um, government institution. Mm. Do you understand? Come mm. to work, do the minimum amount of work for maximum pay. Do you understand? Mm. It's a whole different mindset. And once we start closing that gap, putting in the technology to support them, churning out the right type of graduates with the right mindset, changing our work culture, mm. Mm. we can do this. Are there any characteristics that underpin what a gig economy is, for example? Absolutely. Mm. So, in Europe, for example, one of the things that's really driven the, the growth of this um, industry is the work-life balance, mm. right? I mean, for years, people have gone through work. Um, you can work, stay at work for hours and hours and hours, have no time for family. You earn huge amounts of money, but you never have any time to spend it. Um, that gig economy gives us the ability to balance our lives. So you choose the hours you want to work. Right. Choose what you want to do, where you want to do it, and how much of it you want. And you also have control over your earnings. Mm. You work as hard as you want, work as little as you want, but ultimately you're the captain of your own ship. If you don't work, you don't earn. Mm. Um, it gives you the ability to have multiple streams of income. So a lot of freelancers, believe it or not, Phil, still keep their day jobs. Right. Right. Okay, they work. I, I, for example, um, I did it for about seven years, but I always had a job on the side. It was only until I moved to Ghana that I did it 100% full time. Mm. So I've always done it on the side of my, you know, my job. Your so it regular. gives you, yeah, it gives you multiple streams of income, and that's really, really helpful in any economy. Mm. And the other thing, Phil, is that there's a really low. Um, the low barrier entry, so you don't need much capital to start. Right. Okay, if you're a developer, you need a laptop, internet connection, telephone, you're done. Good. You know, if you're a, a virtual assistant, telephone, laptop, done. Graphic designer, same thing. Hmm. So, as long as you can get access to a reliable internet connection, good power supply, decent power supply, a, a good computer, telephone, you're in business. Hmm. The other thing is that um, there are obviously risks, you know, associated with this type of um, um, freelance work. And sometimes people tend to focus too much on the risks and, and, and they fail to realize that although there is a risk that you can fall into financial hardship working as a freelancer, mm. there's that risk attached to everything. You know, there's no guarantee. There's one thing guaranteed about life is that there are no guarantees. Sure. You can turn up to work one day and your boss will decide, you know what? That's it. Phil, I'm fed up with you. <laughs> yeah, the only difference in freelancing is you have many, many bosses, mm. right? And at least if one of them fires you, you're still working for the other one. Right. You know, and you can still carry on. If you make a mistake here, you can improve it on the other side. Mm. So you have more lifelines, whereas the traditional employment, once they cut you, that's it. you're done. Mm. You know, so that's the characteristics of, you know, those are the characteristics of a, of a gig economy. Mm. It's work-life balance, control over, over your earnings, multiple streams of income, low capital to start up. And you know what? It's a tool against what I call our battle against generational poverty. Mm. Interesting. Explain that. Think about it. So for the first time in the history of mankind, borders are no longer relevant in your ability to make money. Mm. Thanks to the internet. You can be sitting in Ghana, you can be working with a company in New York and earning dollars. All because of your level of competency. And that's it. And that's you're, it. Just, you're just regarded based on just how competent how you are. How competent can, you are. It doesn't be. matter what you look like, mm. where you're from, whether you have a visa, <laughs> whether you were bounced in the past. They ask you, can you do the job? You demonstrate if you can do the job. You get feedback from previous clients. You show it to the next employer that, yeah, this guy can do the job and you're on. And that's it. Mm. There is no longer any excuse for for saying that I'm, I'm going to stay in Ghana. I'm going to accept my little Ghana salary and, and that's it. Mm. There's no excuse because the internet has actually leveled the playing field. That's what the gig economy has done. It's literally leveled the employment playing field. You can work anywhere in the world with anyone at any time. That is huge. That's incredible. Man. But why is it not so popular here? It's gaining ground, you know. Right. It's gaining ground. Listen, so when I set up freelancebootcamp.org, I set up a WhatsApp group, okay, a support okay. group. Within 24 hours, the group was full. Wow. 
257 members within 24 hours the group was full there is huge demand mm. people want to know what is this freelancing about what can i do how do i do it where do i start mm. you know what are the challenges you know i mean and there's no one out there you know teaching people how to start freelancing mm. how do i start where am i going to get my first job from what does day one look like when do i quit my job you know, so the, the 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 demand is definitely there, Phil. Ghanaians love work. Ghanaians are not lazy. Ghanaians are driven by money. <laughs> and wherever wherever you can find money, that's where you will find Ghanaians and Nigerians. Forgive me. You know, we're driven by money, and there is money oh in freelancing if you know where to find it, Phil. If you know where to. Find if you know where to find it. Mm. That seems to be the main point where people seem to veer off where exactly to find what gigs for them to be able to thrive on and survive on and and everything else so the problem is people are only looking at local gigs mm. think they say think um think local acts global right, right. you've heard that right. so all most of the people i've interacted with all they're thinking about is okay what can i do in ghana what sort of how can I work as a virtual assistant in Ghana? Have you looked on the internet? Have you have you have you just taken the time to just type in work as a virtual assistant, for example, mm. and find out how many positions are going, how many people are looking constantly for people to just help them, you know, book their plane tickets, you know, organize their schedules, organize their diaries. People are looking for project managers all over the world and and this is the problem with Ghanaians we can become we're, we're trapped in a little Ghana bubble hmm? nobody wants to look outside everything is Ghana Ghana local champions that's what we are mm. that's why I've realized why there's so many local champions you know but just take a second look outside that Ghana bubble and you find that there is so much work it's more competitive but it's more rewarding mm. okay so even if you can't find the type of work in ghana that will pay you that is the beauty of the freelance that the gig economy you can look at elsewhere you can look outside the company there are no barriers there are no barriers you can earn in any currency you want you can work any hours you want you can work with anyone for as long as you wish <laughs> It's all well and good, but clearly there are certain tools that make all of this possible. Without knowledge of these tools, you literally cannot survive. For example, if you're going to be a virtual assistant for someone, yeah. I mean, you need a Slack, for example, a working knowledge of how Slack works or any other of these apps and how they work. Mm. A lot of people don't seem to have that. So, Phil, And it, it really restricts them on, on taking advantage of these these opportunities knowledge is free we're in the we're in the age of knowledge okay the, the internet is just not about watching twerking videos on on facebook <laughs> and cats. right have you heard about google hello <laughs> youtube listen i have a developer in my team right back in my office who's taught himself how to program in php laravel self-taught mm. from scratch just by watching videos on youtube mm. so there is no excuse for i can't do this the, the, the ex there is no excuse. The, the only excuse is laziness. Mm. That you're, you're lazy and you don't want to look, you don't want to search. You'd rather spend your time mindlessly scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and dropping smart comments, you know, uh, you know, and dropping funny videos for other... <laughs> I mean, there's more to the internet than that. Right. You can learn every anything you want, positive mm. and negative. You can learn it on the internet. If you want to become a virtual assistant today and you went to YouTube now, you could start watching a video now that would train you, give you the basics of setting up as a VA. There's no excuse. People talk about insurance and social security and, you know, the things that typically once you get, you know, employment in a company, especially in Ghana, you're supposed to be entitled to um, health benefits and, you know, all of that. Like, that almost doesn't exist in the gig economy, does it? But why should it? Yeah, essentially, you see, the brand of freelancing that I subscribe to, we, 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 we want to be self-sufficient right why do i need an employer to pay my insurance i can pay it myself the best safety net that a government can give its people is the ability to work give them jobs show them where to find jobs and insurance will take care of itself 
when you die, can you take your employer's work with you? Can can you leave your can you leave CCFM for your children? Mm. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I wish I you could. can't. I wish okay? I but as a freelancer, you have an opportunity to grow your freelance business into an actual corporation. You know, you can do all of that. For me, that's the safety net. Mm. The safety net is the fact that I can leave a legacy for my children. Mm. I can leave something behind that no one can take from me. You know that th- these 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 conversations around insurance, they are they are they are first world problems. Mm. They, look, there are even people working in the normal economy in Ghana who are not insured. So what about? I mean, forget it. What we, the first problem we need to solve is getting people to know that this whole freelance economy exists. Mm. Training is available. You can learn yourself if you're serious, right? Or you can join organizations like mine and get trained mm. and start work. Mm. The training is there. The internet is more than Facebook and Instagram mm. and TikTok as well. <laughs> and like it. And like it. Well, well that's you, a new one, I like mean, it. How, how, how do we even start off building an appetite among the populace for remote work, for freelancing, and all these elements within the gig economy? So, appetite, appetite. That's, I like the way you put that. Appetite. First of all, like I said, Ghanaians are motivated by money, right? And some of us, people like myself, not to brag, um, we should tell our story a bit more, okay? So that people understand that at some points in my life, you know, before I started freelancing, I was dead broke, right? Mm. I was the type of person who, at the end of the month, well, before the end of the month, to be honest, my salary is gone. Mm. And the last few weeks, it's... Wahala. Everything. Anything. <laughs> Find it. Find it somehow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I asked myself, I said, Alfie, how long are you going, are to, you be going like to live this sort of life? I don't know how life? many people are listening right now who are probably in that same situation as well. There are many of us. Mm. Many, 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 many people. So my journey into freelancing was driven by, it, it was driven by poverty. Okay, I wouldn't say I was dead poor, but it was driven by a need not to be poor. Okay, it was driven by a need to make sure that I have extra money at the end of the month. Everything I know today, Phil, I didn't go and learn in school. Hmm. Right? Everything I learned today, I learned on the internet, taught by the internet, brought up by the internet, made money on the internet. So, if you want to get involved in the gig economy, you need to have that hunger, that mm. basic hunger. That that means that you, you, you don't want to settle for second best. You are not happy with your salary. You are not happy with your situation. You are prepared to teach yourself, train yourself, or find an organization that can teach you how to make money. Because people are doing it. Mm. The Indians are doing it. The Chinese people are doing it. You know, the excuses are over. The knowledge is out there. Anything you need to learn is on the internet. Education as we know it is dying or is dead. Mm. You finish school and the type of, of, of degree you come out with, you can't even find a job. <laughs> this is where we are. Do you oh understand? Boy. Oh, boy. So, yeah, the appetite depends, depends on you. If you're hungry enough like I was and you don't want to settle for, 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 for second best, you get up your, off your backside, you know, jump on the internet, teach yourself. Or, I, get it, or get in touch with me. <laughs> we have a message here from Sedem. I can code in Ruby, Ruby on Rails, Python, Django, um, Phoenix, PHP, um, Laravel, uh, and all of this is self-taught. And guess what? I have just started learning Flutter today. Amazing. Um, Amazing. Wow. Sedem. Amazing. Sedem, the, wow. Yeah, these are the type of people that will thrive in the, in the gig economy. Right. Okay? Because there are employers... All over the world, looking for you know the self the self taught developers and the coders are the best. Mm. They are, are people like this are brilliant because he can if he puts his mind to anything he knows this guy knows that if he puts his mind to anything he can do it and that's the attitude of a freelancer. Mm. Even if you can't do it yourself, Phil, you can find someone who can do it. Right. That's my attitude. Right. If I can't do it, I know someone who can, mm. and I'll get it done. It's a can do attitude. Well, it looks like a lot of it is right up to the people themselves. 
that's that's mostly where it is and it's driven by the people freelancing is driven by the people it's not driven by governments it's not driven by it's driven by the need for individuals to earn extra money and this is what these huge corporations like the ubers the upworks are thriving on because people are desperate looking for ways to earn extra money valid ways not not theft or fraud or money transfer nonsense you Mm. know valid ways to to actually make money Mm. We have a message here. Um, Steven, Steven Nasebudi, um says, Session boys, musicians, that is, have perfected this e- gig economy. Pa. Oh, yes. Now, other <laughs> sectors have to make or have to take it global. Well, thank you, Steven, for your message there. Jay Boschik is also listening. Um, she sends a message that's getting motivation. Hashtag city trends you can send through your messages as well on our whatsapp number zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six we're having a, um, a conversation um today about um freelancing in a gig economy and basically you know the underlying factor is it's really literally up to you because the information that you need to be able to survive in this current world of work and the future world of work is literally in your hands it's out there it's on the internet just go find it and get get going but um yeah, so Alfie, so it is one thing having motivation, it's another thing knowing where exactly to find information and basically learning. There are people who will find it but then won't probably go through with it all the way through to the end. You have a platform that I think probably helps us to bridge that gap. So can you tell us a bit about that platform? Okay, so my platform is it's I, I call it a movement. Okay, freelancebootcamp.org is a movement and it has the sole objective of one, training. Training, making sure that people who join our platform know exactly how to start, where to start, what resources they need, how to deal with with customers, good customer service, how to deal with difficult customers, how to manage projects. We go through all of those things. And once you complete the training, the next stage in the evolution of freelancebootcamp.org is it's going to become a marketplace where these qualified, what I'm going to call qualified freelancers, are going to be given opportunities to actually work with customers who are looking for the skills that they have. So there are other organizations like mine who are also doing you know similar things, but where the only artists and the freelancebootcamp.org is not not for profit. Mm. Okay, it's purely about supporting individuals like myself who start from nowhere. Give them a little you know push. This is where to find the information. This is how to find a customer. When you get your first job, this is what you need to do. Mm. This is where to find a, an invoice. You know, these are the type of websites you need to do that can attract customers. Once you get your customers, when you're doing a project, right, how do you manage the project? How do you manage the customer's expectations? How do you make sure that a difficult conversation with a customer does not become negative feedback? Mm. Okay, what does a successful project look like? We address all these things and make sure that once you you start the journey with us and you become a freelancer, you're the type of freelancer that stays in the game and makes money. And that's 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 the reason why you joined, I, I believe. That's there's no one who goes to freelancing who says I don't want to make money. Right. It's about making extra money, and we prepare you for that. Nice. Um, Sedim, um, Sedinam um, comes to hello, Philip. Please tell Alfred I want to join him in crusading freelancing and the gig economy. I started freelancing when I was in school. I was managing social media accounts for brands and doing graphics for people. It helped me, and I would like to tell more people about it. Well, Sedinam, thank you so much um, for sharing that there. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sedinam, look, thanks so much. If you want to join us, um, just message me on 0557-447-933. We have a WhatsApp group. Um, there are about 250 um, or 50-odd people there. They come and they go, so there's always space for one more person. to Telegram and <laughs> I know, we should actually move just, to Telegram move because to Telegram. It's, it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, just move um, to Telegram and be free. So there's a whole community of freelancers out there who are trading ideas, who are learning, who are spreading the gospel of what great freelancing looks like. And come on join us join the conversation interesting well Alfie so the platform once again tell us um, how people can get in touch and how people can be a part of the conversation on becoming proper freelancers with the right training with the right background with the right mindset to be able to survive in this current world of work so um, the website is freelancebootcamp.org okay and the way it works is every month um, at the end of every month, we do one live boot camp session, which is essentially a training session where you get to come in, you get to meet um, 
the experienced freelancers like myself. Um, we teach you everything you need to know. You get to ask questions. You get to do one-to-one -one meetings, face-to-face -face consultations, you know, over the course of about eight hours. Um, the next boot camp will be at the end of March. If you go to our website now, you can register on there now. The website is live. Um, it's freelancebootcamp.org. If you would also like to get in touch with me personally and find out a bit more, you can reach out. My number is 0557 447933. Happy to help. Um, like I said, there's a WhatsApp group. We're having the conversations now. We're teaching each other. We're sharing ideas. We're sharing our businesses and we're growing. There's going to be a Telegram group soon. And there's going to be a Telegram <laughs> group soon. <laughs> the way things are going, yeah, we're not. There's, going, there's not going to be enough space for this. Yeah, now. exactly. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of pleasure. Um, yeah, we, we're getting quite a number of other messages having to do with your tech, but I mean, we'll, we'll take care of that when we get to your tech. But Alfie, it's been a pleasure um, having you. Here. Thank you so much um, for, for, for coming through. And I'm, I'm hoping that more and more people buy into the gospel and we can grow this. Thank you so much for the Absolutely. opportunity, Phil. Absolutely. Well, the show is City Trends on 97.3 City FM. It's now time for us to get into the app segment. And like we talked about last week, it seems the only app that everybody wants to know about right now is the ECG Ghana Power app. Um, it was launched today. But last week, last week, um, we had a very interesting uh, message that came through. Someone asking about... Um, what exactly the app is, whether it works, blah, blah, blah. But um, we didn't have all the answers. We have had some, and we've had some interesting feedback as well. So, Jeffrey Orekusapon is here to give us more details. Jeffrey. Um, good evening to you and your Bonsoir. lovely listeners. Bonsoir. Um, okay. So, last week when we were doing the app segment, someone sent in asking if we had tried the ECG app. And I said I had personally not tried because my meter, you know, it wasn't there yet. I actually found out that mine was... Okay, you finished. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we promised we would go find out what was going on. And we got some reactions asking about, um, about how, on how the app has treated some of our listeners. So right. Um, so let's listen to the first person talking about how he felt when he used the app. Okay. So we were using the old type of prepaid model, the, like the one that came in in the beginning. Then now they came to change it to this one they call the MBH or something, where they put hang on poles and things. So there's a small device with some numbers in, in your house. So you can just dial the number. And one time around 9.56, our prepaid got finished. And I really needed to finish some piece of work before the next day, 6 a.m. So I decided to download the ECG app and check it out, how it will work and all those kind of things, so I can even purchase credit. So I downloaded the app, entered our meter number and all. Now I entered the amount, entered my mobile money number, and I clicked pay. This thing kept loading for like an hour. It never finished loading. So I thought it was probably the Android version that was 40. So I called my next door neighbor who uses an iPhone. So he also downloaded it from their app store. Then he tried the same thing and it kept loading. Talking about this, I didn't even cancel the one on the Android. So that one too kept loading and he got frustrated and he had to just cancel it and instead the app doesn't even function well so he uninstalled the app. For me I kept the app for a while. I was thinking, oh, 
after a week or two, they'll bring an update. I went on Twitter to complain about the issue that an app doesn't that doesn't work is an it's no app at all. I figured it would work. So but I didn't wait for my people to get finished before I tried it again. So one time I randomly tried it again and it didn't work. I tried again a third time, it didn't work. So then I right now I've only installed the app. <laughs> well said you know, um that was his Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean to be fair, that was the beta version of the app. Uh-huh. Because the app was launched today. Yes. So that was the beta. But is it all negative feedback that you... Um, so, invented? when Sedinam sent this, right. Charlie, big up Sedinam. He's a big man. Then I took the audio. I was editing it. No, then my phone vibrates. I go check. And let me look for Sedinam's message. Uh, he has a friend who lives in Osu. It works for him. Hmm. He actually found someone... Who, are, who, who chooses the app? Then probably instead the names meter. Instead the names meter is problematic. His network in or this his area. area. Probably. You know? Anyway, so let's listen to send names friend who okay. lives in Osu. All right. Then my app they work. Me, that water they use pay my ECG bills. I never go uh, buy ECG credit since I I noticed or I realized in my app. So it's the only one since we move into the shop all the time. I they check on a balance and they buy credit via. Uh, this thing, then my app. So I never go there this thing um, since. Oh, so we did there like four months now. I only buy once. That'd be the first time. Now I said before we move in, so, so we see how if the beta they work or something. But as I realize it be the digital one, some since then I they buy via the app. Well, I mean, it looks like the experiences have been varied. And, yes. And um, yeah, thank you, Sedinam, for for, for that feedback. Sedinam was my producer. Un- un- unfortunately, uh, he sent a message a couple of minutes ago. Yes. Um. So while we were interacting, he said he tried again. Now this is the message he got on the app: network connectivity could not be established for this operation. Right. Please check network connectivity and try again. So could maybe it's the network. network. Could be yeah. the network. Could be the network. Yeah. But I mean, today the app was launched. Yeah. So did we get any feedback yeah, from the so, ECG um, team? I got in touch with um, Tony Sosa. He's the general manager for IT, the team that's in charge of the app oh, cool. at ECG. Oh, cool. And um, he told us about the app, what it does. Apparently, there's also a short code and everything. So let's listen to Tony. My name is Anthony Sosa. And I'm responsible for IT applications in ECG. So talking about the ECG mobile app called ECG Power, it's a mobile application that gives the customer convenience by making it possible for uh, smart prepaid customers and our postpaid customers to be able to top up credit anytime, anywhere at their own convenience and also pay bills anytime, anywhere. Uh, it's a four easy step approach to simply downloading the app on the App Store, you know, creating an account using your email, a phone number, choosing a password and confirming it. And you are able to log in and be able to, you know, top up and then pay bills also. The other thing about the app is that it also gives you the opportunity to monitor your consumption so you know uh, the balance that is in your account uh, you know for the various days of the week how much you've been consuming you know also you'll be able to use the app to interact with ecg i mean by uh, lodging complaints making inquiries uh, reporting faults and all of that so the entire direction is to bring ecg closer to the customer and uh, also the customer closer to ecg by not just you know making a call to our call center but also using the app to be able to you know give the customer better customer service so this is the whole point of the ecg app so we currently support the following Momo payment option that is MTN mobile money, Vodafone cash, Airtel Tigo money. Uh, we will be adding cards also uh, pretty soon. So, apart from all these, uh, we also have our short code that is star 226 hash. 
So with star 226 hash, if you are using a YAM phone, you will be able to top up, pay bills. You also be able to update customer information. So, so basically, that's it. That is a summary of what the app is about yes. and sort of also touching on what said it probably was facing mm, and then just mm. you know wrapping it all up but it, it look, i downloaded it today mm -hmm. i could not get my meter to be registered when i entered my meter number because my meter has a smart thing uh -huh. so in my mind i thought like it was supposed to work uh -huh. but when i entered the the meter number it says it was not on their database they're not smart enough yeah, i don't know maybe my meter is not smart enough because <laughs> it, 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 the feedback i got was that it was not you know within on the database. database i mean i don't know how well, and when but does your meter have that small screen that has the numbers thing the keypad and uh that you can used to check it tells you time date amount you have left no no my okay your meter is still dumb no but you see okay <laughs> but it has smart cash at the top oh please cash okay <laughs> i reserve i reserve my comments. i reserve my comments anyway so i mean um Please check it out. So, what's the app's name? ECG. Um, ECG Power. Power. Yes. So, please check out the ECG Power app um, for those of you who have um, smarter meters. Um, please make sure your meter it. is smarter than Philips. Yeah. Please use it. Let's know what you think about it. Let's know what your experience is with it. Um, so, someone is asking, what about as the postpaid okay. customers? Are we still going to receive a visit from the ECG guys to read our meters now or what? So, um, t Tony also said that they are looking at um incorporating a part for postpaid users so that they can check their consumption and then how much they are supposed to pay mm -hmm. he didn't actually say anything about payments though but he said they were working on things for postpaid users so for that one i'm sure very soon they'll add that and then cover you guys who still use postpaid meters. from the paperwork as well and from the launch what i heard was that postpaid customers were going to be taken care of yes um but i think it is limited to a certain extent. right now it's but prepaid it's most for now for the smart yes. ones but when um, you go to the pre app it actually, smart prepaid users smart prepaid users yes. when you go to the app itself you get to realize that um uh what do you call it um it does give you the option to enter whether you are prepaid or postpaid. Mm. Um, hello, guys. I'm an ECG vendor. ECG has a lot of different meters. The app only works for camstrap meters, usually oh. found in the Accra East District. Oh. Accra East District. Even meters in Koforidua that are camstrap are not supported. And he gives his name as Abeku. Well, Abeku, thank you so much for That's that feedback there. Thank you so much. So he says he's an ECG vendor. Um, and basically, the app works mainly for camstrap meters usually okay. found in the Accra East Is that where district. You, do you live Maybe we district? might have to migrate to that area yeah. to be able to get <laughs> access to it. But thank you, Abeku, for um, that feedback as um, um, as was happening. But anyway, um, if there are if there's any feedback that you would like to give us on the show, um, you can let us know. Um, if there are any apps you want us to review as well, you can get in touch um, with So with. get in touch with me on Twitter. My handle is OJ Sapon. O J S A R P O N G. My DM is open. You don't have to follow me to um, send me a message, but you can also follow me. Let's talk. Let's have a lot of conversations. Yeah. Um, some people follow me, and then they say you said we should get in touch with you. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, thank you, thank thank you very much. We're moving straight into the your tech segment now. Your tech basically is the segment where we hear from you if you're having any challenges with any of the devices or the technologies around you and um, you let us know and we let the people know what your problem is and we get solutions for it as well ellen dapa is the lady hrh hrh her royal highness <laughs> ellen dapa is the one who manages that segment ellen over to you hi phil hey what's up i'm doing okay so um i got in touch with or roland rather got in touch with me and the problem he's facing, I, I want to assume almost everyone has experienced that before. It's quite a common thing. So okay. let's listen to him. All right. Uh, this is Roland from Nodoa. Yes, I have a problem with my phone. It gets heated up, mostly when I put the data on. That was, that was how it started. But now, even without the data on, it often goes off. It gets heated and goes off. What could be the problem? Hey, wait. So when the data is on, the phone gets heated? Yes. 
and then it goes off so i remember i was still trying to get in touch with him i kept calling it wasn't going through then he called me with another number and then he was like so you see my problem my data is on and, and the phone is off wow. i can't use it wow <laughs> yes that's, ah, that's problem. a very peculiar problem yeah no but overheating i think is something i mean i can understand overheating but mm-hmm. the data bit and the connection with the data but anyway, um, let's listen. Is, to there, is there a solution? Oh, for yeah, him? of course. Let's listen to okay, the solution. Let's, let's, let's listen to that. Roland, the microprocessor of computers and phones heat up based on how much work they are doing. When they heat up excessively, they can burn out. Because manufacturers want to prevent this, they implement software that slows it down, switches them off, so the processor is protected. Your issue has an underlying hardware problem. So look for um, a very ex- experienced technician. Let him look at the hardware, and I'm sure he will find a solution to your problem. Well, um, I'm I'm hoping that that you know helps Roland a little, mm-hmm. because um, his his issue is pretty. Yeah, yeah. I don't like phones that <laughs> when they get heated, especially like when you're charging it. I can understand when you're charging no, but, it, it gets heated. But then but. I want I want to assume it doesn't have to do with just the data part. Mm. It could be different reasons it could even be a virus or something right but well like we said he should get to an expert a technician so yeah so okay. they will check so it out well please him. find a technician um who will probably open up the device and figure yeah. out what exactly is going yeah. on it could be anything it could be, it could anything, be anything at all so anything um at all. please just get a technician to work it out and then um let's see how it plays out so you realize that you've misplaced your purse Does your bank help you with that? Because when you have that... I can't believe it. I've lost my card. Moment. You can use the First National Bank mobile app to block your card and order a new one. You can also report any fraudulent activity on your account anytime, 24-7. And if you need cash, you can still withdraw at any First National Bank ATM without a card just by using the banking app. So you'll always have access to your money when you need it. See... It takes a bank that does more to help your family. So who's helping yours? First National Bank. How can we help you? And the show is City Trends on 97.3 City FM. And we're jumping straight into the trending segment of the show. And um, your messages are still welcome on our WhatsApp number 0549986996. Alternatively, you can get in touch with us on Twitter using the hashtag City Trends. Yes. So now it's time for us to get into the trending segment. And um, we're joined by Mr. Um, Entry, who has some updates from across the week, and um, Alfie, Alfredo Paris, will also be joining us with some thoughts about, um, or his thoughts about some of the stories that we'll be reviewing this week. Miss Entry, you're welcome to the show. Hi, Philip. Yes. What's up? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm very good. What's up? Yeah. So, what have we missed over the course of the week? Yeah. So, as always, a lot of things are happening in the tr- in the tech industry. So let's start off with something on the safer side. Yeah, so <laughs> no, I'm so <laughs> last week we observed Safer uh, Internet Day. Right. Yeah. The World Safer Internet Day. Right. There was a peculiar focus on Africa. Hmm. Yeah. So in this uh, on this day, Google announced one million internet safe fund for African children. Okay. Yeah. And then that's not just it. And Facebook has also partnered with nine nine brands for a safer internet for children in Africa. Oh, and one of these brands include a Ghanaian brand, ah. which is actually Child Online Africa. Nice. Yeah. And I think th- this is a very great one. I think we're having conversations about how kids are faring online. We had a conversation about this last yes, week. Yes, mm-hmm. Is this safe? Right. Who, is, who is making sure that the internet is actually safe for them? Mm-hmm. And I think this, this is a very good initiative right. in the right direction. Yeah. Alfie, your thoughts, your thoughts about that? Um, access to the internet, how safe is the internet? You know, and I think, I think it's barriers great, possibly? Yeah, I think it's a great initiative. Um, I don't think we do enough as a, as a country to actually police 
the, the type of content that our children consume on the internet. Right. Sometimes I see some things on Facebook. And That's I'm, scary. It's scary. I wouldn't even yeah. want my child to be on Facebook, yeah. to be honest. So <laughs> I think it's an absolutely great idea um, what Google and Facebook are doing. And if there's a local partner as well, you know, kudos it to them. It makes it better. Yeah. It makes it better. Really good news. Yeah. Yeah, so among some of the things, they are introducing some new tools on Instagram, which will filter comments, offensive and uh, comments that are bullying, sort of. And then they, they've developed an AI, okay. which will detect videos, whether it's suicidal, like people are making suicidal comments oh, in wow. videos. Wow. It's going to detect all of those. I think it's really, it's really, really wow. amazing. Wow. Yes. That really is amazing. super. Super amazing. Hmm. <laughs> good news on yeah. internet that that's that's brilliant that's stuff super that's brilliant stuff anyway any any other stories um yeah. that you have for us? moving on to something else so uh i think there was a time where we actually needed in a in our tech space we need a lot of tech hubs right. and all of those and then last week i think two hubs launched their spaces and i think it's something we should actually talk about or right. kind of like recommend them right. so the hub in takradi takradi hive launched its space takradi hive takradi hive nice so that's the second hive in takradi hmm. and then a hub also at nima developers invoke they've got in their own space now yeah. and i think it's really really amazing yeah. big big shouts to what's, ivy barkley yeah what's the um, name of space called developers invoke develop yeah developers invoke um basically just mainly focused on women and giving them access to some of these very basic yeah. skills encoding and things like that and ivy barkley is the one in charge yeah. of that a big shout to her yeah. she's been at it for quite a while yeah. um and it, it's great that it's all coming together and it's great that they have a space now yeah. because they didn't have a space before and that was proven to be a challenge so big ups to her for for, for so is it only open it. to women or it's uh, yes it's mainly open to women at yes. least for yeah. developers involved for developers, yeah. but i'm guessing the tardy one is yeah. open to and amazing thing is now almost every city in ghana has at least one hub yeah and then that's it's very good because you know but one of the things that frustrates me I mean, it's one thing having a co-working space. It's one thing having, like, you know, like... Have that. A hub. Like, a hub should be more than just a co-working space. It should offer much more than just people coming to sit around and work. just code and work and go home. And I think sometimes that's where the problem is. We just have a lot of co-working spaces and not enough hubs Hubs. which do the training, which do the mentoring, which do, you know, everything else. I think it's a it's a step by step process. I think the first thing is to build them, put the tables and chairs in there, and then gradually they will evolve. Each hub will take on its own identity. Mm. You know, they'll evolve and become useful to the community that they they work in. But obviously, those people who set up these hubs, they need to have a plan on how they intend to develop them. You know, and make sure that they're as useful as possible. Mm. You know, to the people who who patronize. You know, the service. Interesting stuff. So, to the last thing, Google. Google has a Google Workstation, Google Station, which mm. provides free Wi-Fi to some regions in the in in the world. So they are discontinuing this service. Oh, due to <laughs> we are hoping it will get to Ghana. <laughs> it was in Nigeria, and then they are discontinuing this service. So why? What's, what's the reason? So they indicate that uh, they actually haven't been able to monetize it. The returns on investment wasn't as they expected it to be. So um, um, had to I have a question. Yeah. Who was supposed to pay for it? Yeah, I mean you said you were providing free internet. That's the whole value proposition. Yeah. So I'll be interested to know what the business model for that looks. Yeah, so mainly, mainly, <laughs> it was true. The monitor is through advertisements on the on the free Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe advertisements were plenty, <laughs> and then it's not working as. Charlie, we like the free internet. Yeah, but we, uh, it's free for a reason. There's a reason why we like free. That's why we have ad blockers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my days! Discontinuing. Well, someone has to pay for it. I'm guessing they will have to pay for it. We we have a number of um, comments through though um, coming about some of the issues that were raised a little earlier. Um, we'll just go through some of some of them. You should check his phone's background processes. That's coming from Jay Black. Um, I guess a message for Roland. Um, I used like Samsung Galaxy Note 8 and just after a year, it started heating up and restarts. I went online and found several others with the same issue. Abeku sharing his experience there. 
Hello, good evening. About the phone being hot, when the data is on, I experience it most of the time. But somehow, somehow, some way, somehow, when I use Wi-Fi, it's not hot as compared to using my data. That's coming from Emmanuel at Sprintex. Interesting there. That's a very interesting thing. When you use the Wi-Fi, it doesn't get so hot. I've, I have it the other way. When I use Wi-Fi, my phone gets really, really hot as against using data. It's it's interesting. Hi, Phil. Hope you're cool. I am cool. I'm very cool. Um, about the guy whose phone gets heated up um, with the data on, this could be a software issue. Um, I was using the Windows phone. Every month, you have to update it. If not, so-so heating. But after updating the software, the heating stops. That's coming from Philip Mensah from Papa Sikaswa. Um, well, Philip, thank you so much. And to everybody else, to Alfie, thank you so much thank for you. making time to join us on the show and for your contributions as well. Um, so, quick clarification. Uh, so, the ECG app is available for postpaid users. Across. Yes, it's only the non-smart prepaid users like Who? Philip's Meter. Who don't have who it. don't have it and okay. apparently the smart ones have sim cards that's how right. come they're able to it's connect true. to their database got it okay so yes a big thank you to jeffrey as well to ellen and of course to mr entry um mr poku as well thank you so much for your contributions on the show the show will be available as a podcast tomorrow so please make sure you look out across all the um, podcast platforms look out for it download it and take a listen but until next week stay techy.